This is a parental guidance moment. Welcome back to the Sunday service. It's the world's shittest fucking podcast, dude. The home of the hostile gospel. All right. Now, last week, we had a total of 12 downloads. So, obviously, we're fucking killing it. All right. There's now 12 disciples somewhere out there in the world, baby. And I know that 11 of you motherfuckers are ride or die. All right. And I know that one of you is a dead set Judas. So... Let's just say this. I got my eyes on you, Cobber. Been another week in lockdown. Gladdy, the big beak, sent everyone in New South Wales in lockdown, went, fuck it, shut it all down, which is realistically maybe what she should have done weeks ago. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm not a politician. I'm not going to tell that bitch how to do a job. You know, I was watching watching Big Beak Glad the other day, and it got me thinking, dude, she honestly looks like fucking Bert from Sesame Street and Kramer had a baby with one another. You don't believe me? Pull up a picture of Bert from Sesame Street right now and picture him with long hair and earrings and it's fucking glad, dude. That is fucking glad, all right? I don't know if she's got kids or not, but if she does, I reckon she would have chewed up their food and then regurgitated it into their mouth to feed him. <laughs> That's just what she looks like, dude. Look, I don't know Glad from a bar of soap. She could be a really nice person. But I'm just saying I wouldn't want to eat some hot chips in front of her, you know? I feel like I'd get distracted and then, oh, oh like she'd just come in and swoop and take one. Anyway, guys, so Canberra has now entered the lockdown as well. Welcome aboard, fuckers. Welcome aboard. A lot of mates back in Canberra uh, sent me videos of people panic buying groceries. Um, yeah, it got me thinking like, fuck, dude. Like, I'm an idiot, dude. I'm a dead set idiot. But even I know that like there's no point in panic buying because the shops are open every day. So if you guys don't panic buy, you'll still be able to get the shit that you want. And I was just thinking, fuck, like if the shops are like this, imagine what drug dealers are like. People would be panic buying shit. Fucking demand would be through the roof. I didn't panic buy anything. One thing I did make sure that I did buy, though, before lockdown was an Akubra. And let me tell you this. What a fucking purchase, dude. What a fucking purchase. These country boys are fucking... They're onto something. Yeah, I feel like a brand new man when I put on my Akubra. I feel like I can just ride a horse no problem now. No training, just hop up there and back, and we good, you know. I put on my Akubra, I start saying phrases like fucking fair dinkum, you know. It got me thinking, is there such thing as unfair dinkum? I don't know, dude, you know. But I'll put on my Akubra and be like fucking true blue, mate. Fucking mate. Lots of power in the Akubra, dude. But with great power comes great responsibility, so, you know. Fingers crossed we'll all be okay. Uh, when I went to the store to get my Akubra, the lady who helped me buy the Akubra um, was like, you won't choose the Akubra. The Akubra will choose you. You know, I was like, fucking settle down, Harry Potter. Uh, I thought she was tripping until I tried on the black Avalon Akubra and it whispered in my ear, I'm the one. So, guys, if you don't have an Akubra, hold the phone and go and get one. 
All right, this pod can wait. This bullshit can wait. A Cooper's cannot wait. All right, go and fucking get one and unleash the inner power that is that is deeply embedded in you right now. Ah, uh, fuck! It has been a wild week, dude. I got a notification on my iPhone saying that Ross and Rachel are now dating. And I couldn't fucking believe this. Is this the world's longest cuck? Old Rossy boy who fucking copped an absolute spray last week has gotten his girl. How crazy is that, that we were spraying him up last week and now after sitting on the sideline for 28 years watching Rachel just go through the who's who of Hollywood He's finally got the call up, dude. <laughs> After 28 years, bro. 28 years. Dude, Brad Pitt dated her. And you think you're going to satisfy Rachel? Achilles couldn't do it. And you are going to do it? You fucking dopey looking cunt. Dead set. 28. Dude, it, fuck waiting 28 years for anything, dude. Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, and Tupac all didn't live to be fucking 28. That's fucking crazy times. You know what they say, kids? Love wins. So, you know, hats off to him. My week was pretty fucking boring, as you can imagine, sitting in lockdown, not a whole lot going on. Uh, Thankful that I could work from home. And I don't know if you guys are in a position like me where you can work from home. I don't know if you guys, you know use computers much for for work but let me tell you this if you do all right if you do and you send a red receipt in your emails so you get a notification that your email's been read you're a fucking snitch okay you're a fucking snitch and trust me when i tell you this you're not that fucking important okay you're not that important dude there's a reason your missus no longer wants to fuck you, Graham. All right? So just fucking settle down, dude. Now, I don't know if you guys saw the propaganda that was going around with ScoMo, uh, considering paying people 300 bucks to get the jab. Uh, Australia has been struggling to get 18 to 35-year-olds to take the jab because, quote, they didn't know what was in it, and it can cause heart attacks, which is ironic because some of those same people snort coke off the upper tank of a toilet on the weekends. So, you know, they also probably don't know what's in that. And that can also cause heart attacks. So uh, now they're just like, hey, dude, get the jab, get a bag. Which, you know, despite what you may or may not think about the vaccine, that's fucking great marketing. You know what I mean? And I think they should have done this from the start. Just get like a well-known celebrity that people from 18 to 35 know and just be like, yeah, dude, I got the jab and I was, dude, I was having some crazy psychedelic experiences. I actually fucked for hours afterwards. Don't know what that was all about. That was red hot. You know, half the country probably would have been vaccinated in the first week. I think ScoMo should stick to the bag for a jab campaign. Um, because there's nothing Aussies won't do for a free bag. Let me tell you that much. You know, that shit's expensive. You know, it's like house prices. How expensive are houses nowadays, dude? You know, growing up, if someone told you that you were going to live in a million-dollar house, you'd expect a fucking eight-bedroom mansion with a tennis court and a pool 
an English butler who always wears a tuxedo. His name's fucking Jeeves. He's like, hello, can I get you a beverage? Yes, bro. Right away. Thank you, Jeeves. You know, reality, the reality of the situation is a million-dollar house is a two-bedroom piece of shit weatherboard house with asbestos in the walls and you've got a fucking meth head for the neighbor. All right? That's what a million bucks will get you in Australia. Our housing prices are so fucked that people are now living in vans. There's a new hot trend of people renovating vans into houses. Think about the type of people that spent too much time in vans when we were growing up. Hippies and fucking rock spiders, all right? They were the only people hanging out in vans, dude. It's got me thinking, what, what, where do we go? What are our kids going to do? Our kids are going to fucking nail a fucking dog kennel to a skateboard and be like, chur, bro. This guy is talking absolute dribble. All right, you filthy degenerates. Let's get into a bit of this, mate. Nothing is better than a bloke who is so unathletic, who never had a chance of being a professional athlete, breaking down sport. Now, much to my disappointment, no UFC on this weekend, right? People aren't biffing. Makes me very upset. Uh, So much so that I was trying to get people to fight on the street, just telling false, giving false information about the other neighbours, saying this one's a toilet paper hoarder. This one steals things from charity bins. Just whatever I can do to kind of stir the pot, you know. Storm 26, Raiders 16. This is a pretty good physical start to the match. Um, I thought the Raiders forward pack did pretty good to match it with the Storm, but um, Storm were too good in the end. I love Josh Papali, man. Does he have the greatest mullet in world sports? There's nothing better than watching the fucking, the big man just rip and tear. Um, I thought Jack Whiten played pretty well, probably played one of his best games of the year. Um, but as I said, Melbourne, you just can't give those guys repeat sets. And once they, every time they had a repeat set, they seemed to score against against the poor old Raiders. So Bailey Simonson got three pies for the Raiders. Not bad. Uh, Melbourne scored through Cheese, Aramia and Lewis. Uh, but it was the penalty goals that were the difference in the end for Melbourne. Corey Harawirinara, holy shit, dude. He fucking, dude, he fucking almost killed Jerome Hughes. That was a hectic shot. Um, And I've seen that he's been slapped with a grade three reckless tackle. So hopefully Jerome Hughes is all good. Panthers 34, Dragons 16. And I don't think anybody in the country tipped the Dragons. Not even the most loyal diehard fans would have tipped these guys. Um, Burton had another red hot game. Some of the fucking commentary that I was listening to, they were comparing him to Freddie, and I was like, "Fucking settle down, champion." Like he's good, but fuck me dead. Freddie's one of the all time greats. Um, that that fucking ball that Zach Lomax threw to set up Ravalala was a fucking gem. Jack Bird, I don't think like bro, and fuck, who am I to fucking judge? But I don't think that guy should be playing fullback. I think he'd be better suited for lock forward. Um, and Damone scored. Sorry if I just fucking absolutely bludgeted that name. Um, Naden Edwards both fucking doubled down on the pies, you know. Burton and Mamoroski both scored as well. So 
Panthers looked a lot better with Nathan Cleary back in the side. His shoulders held up well, so um, I was a little bit worried about him coming back right now, but like I said, I'm a fucking idiot, and they're paying people to look after that cunt. So, um, bro, the next game was the game of the round, and the Broncos got fucking robbed, dude. The Broncos were fucking robbed. Um. I've got I've got so many mates that go for the Roosters as well, so this was fucking brutal. Just copping all their text messages and if, and the, and the abuse. Um, but it's always a good game between Brisbane and the Roosters. Uh, Roosters got up twenty one, Brisbane twenty. Um, but fuck, dude, that was the softest penalty. That was number one bullshit. Um, fuck. Despite that, it was a it was an entertaining game. I was on the edge of my seat yelling at the TV. Um, Payne Haas is a fucking murderer. He fucking... God, that pay that cunt some more money, man. We need to keep him at Brisbane. Uh, Jordan Ricky scored a good try. I thought Albert Kelly played well, getting that meat pie. Um, tries to Isaac Liu, Dale Copley, and Teddy scored for the Roosters as well. Walker slotted that field goal. And then he, who shall not be named, got that winning fucking penalty goal. Uh, like I said, number one bullshit. Uh, but I thought Brisbane, you know, they've been playing pretty good. So in comparison to the past few years, so I can't hate on them too much. Rabbitohs 36, Titans 6. Bunnies in cruise control. I think that's the, their 10th win in a row. Um, fucking poor old Titans. They just got fucking walloped. Uh, Mansour and Braden Burns both got two tries. Latrell Mitchell... In case he didn't get the memo, he butts his cunts, and he was butzing on the weekend. Um, got himself a fucking meat pie. So did Reno. Adam Reynolds can't wait for him to come to Brisbane. Uh, he converted four of his six, four of the six tries, and then he got two penalties as well. West Tigers twenty four, Cowboys sixteen. Now the only reason, if you're if if you go for Cowboys or if you go for Tigers, the only reason you watch this game is because both your teams are fucking shit. They're so shit that when playing another shit team, you're optimistic that you're going to get a win, but you're also very pessimistic that that shit team might beat your team and just prove to you how shit your fucking team is. And that's exactly what happened, dude. Uh, fucking both of these teams stunk it up. Let's just say if you watch this game and you don't go for either of these teams, you are a better man than I am. Because I didn't watch this. You couldn't have paid me to watch it. And uh, all I know is that it was 24-16. So you know what you're getting with this breakdown. Absolute fucking garbage, lad. Russ the Red Dog has entered the studio. Hey, buddy. Manly 56, Parramatta 10. Manly put on a fucking cricket score, dude. Now, you either go for Manly or you fucking hate him. But at the moment, you... You got to admit they're a good team to watch. Uh, fucking shredding it and pointing out the blatantly obvious they can upset uh, one of these top teams come finals time. Tries to Tommy Turbo, uh, Saab Parker, Garrick got a hat trick. Akua Alatu, Walker and Suli. Ryan Madison, fuck <laughs> that f- that shot on Parker was brutal, dude. Um, Looking like Maddo could miss up to five weeks. Um, 
you know, Parrot didn't do himself any favours with their discipline in this game, but I feel like it was it was too little too late. Manly were all over him like a fly on shit, and the game was basically over at half time. So I don't know where Parrot go from here. Uh, they've been on the slide. This happens. This has happened the past kind of few years where they start red hot and then towards the back half they just kind of um, slide off. So I think they're a few pieces away from from winning. That being said, they've been top four the past few years, so it's not like they're fucking, you know, as shit as what Brisbane have been. Um, but, yeah, I think they're one or two key pieces away from being a premiership contender. Moving on. Warriors 24 to the Bulldogs 10. Warriors just too good for the Doggies. And fuck, man. As I feel like Doggies and Brisbane fans have just been fucking buds the past two years because we've just been copping a fucking beatdown. Um, tries to Karen, Tavanga, Cozzy and Walsh for the Warriors and Scoop and Ockenbohr get across the line for the Dogs. Both teams, I think, at this point are pretty much just looking forward to finishing the year. Um, and fuck, dude, I'm so devastated that fucking Reese Walsh has left Brisbane. That that hurt my fucking, hurt my soul. Um, and the last game of the round, dude, night 16, Sharks 14. Um, good to see the Newey boys get a dub. Uh, close game, a little bit scrappy, uh, but I think... Um. Oh, by the way, dude, Kalen Ponga, bro, I went to buy a beer today and I can't fucking find it. I couldn't find it at an independent. I went to Dan Murphy's, wasn't there. So I just ended up fucking, you know, ended up getting some Young Henry's IPA actually and it wasn't a bad choice. So my feelings hurt, but, you know, Young Henry's definitely saved the day. Ramian and Mulatalo scored for the Sharks and Tuala doubled down on a couple of pies for the Knights boys. And it was the boot of Jake Clifford that was the difference in this game. Stockton, motherfucker! Stockton! So this is a little segment called the Stockton Slap of the Week where we give a hypothetical slap across the chops to a fucking shit cunt out there, dude. And guess what? The world's fucking full of them. Uh, I travelled Canada in 2015. I uh, met a great guy called Dan. He used to be great mates with uh, my boss, Armin, at the pub that I worked at. And... One day we're sitting there, we're talking about sports. He's a sports fanatic and he was talking to me about the greatness of Wayne Gretzky and I didn't really understand because I didn't watch too much ice hockey at the time. And he, he was hyped because he um, he collects he collected all the ice hockey cards back in the day and the Wayne Gretzky ones, when they got rolled out, he had there was a very limited amount of these cards that were rolled out. So in comparison to like the NBA cards, for instance, there was a lot more of these made. So... His Wayne Gretzky card was his pride and joy. Um, and he's like, I'll bring it in and I'll, sh- I'll show you it one day. So he bought it in and it's, fuck me dead. This thing was like Fort Knox. It was it was wrapped up in plastic and it was, yeah, in this book. So it was kept in mint condition. And I was like, out of curiosity, how much is one of those worth? And he's like, this card right now is worth $80,000. And I was, <laughs> I was gobsmacked, dude, for a bit of fucking cardboard. I was like, mate, you need to fucking sell that thing. Like, that's a deposit for you to get a house. And he looked at me like I had two heads. He's like, mate, I'm not fucking selling this. Like, it's worth 80000 now. In a few years, this is going to be worth millions. Um, and I don't know why, but this thought just popped into my head the other day, and I Googled how much it was worth. 
this card is now worth $3.75 million. Um, so I hit him up and I was like, hey, mate, hope you've been well. I'm praying to God you've still got that Wayne Gretzky card because I just Googled how much it's worth now and it's worth 3.75 mil. When you told me it'd be worth millions one day, I thought you were dreaming. He ends up writing back to me and he goes, hey, mate, great to hear from you. Sad story. My roommate uh, moved out of my house and when he moved out when I was at work and when I came back from work... um. For some reason, I had the inkling that I needed to look at my ice hockey card collection and I went in there and I had a look and he'd stolen the Wayne Gretzky rookie card. And I was just like, when I read that, I was like, bro, what a shit cunt, dude. What the fuck? Can you imagine, dude, can you imagine coming home from work, you've made maybe 250 bucks for the day and you know that in your house, tucked away in a little plastic sheet, you've got $3.75 million. And when you get back, some cunts robbed you. I was fucking baffled. And then, uh, like, I was, I was talking to one of my mates and he's like, well, why didn't he find, like, why didn't he track this bloke down and find him? And I was like, that guy had 3.75 million reasons to fucking disappear. So now this shit cunt's somewhere lurking in Canada uh, with a stolen Wayne Gretzky card, so um, shout out to my to my poor mate Dan. I, I feel for you, mate. I hope you get three point seven five mil. If we ever get a spare three point seven five mil, uh, I'll remember it and uh, I'll just print you off a Wayne Gretzky card and give you three point seven five mil. How's that sound? This is the Sash Hall of Fame. And as I mentioned before, I'm currently sipping a Young Henry's IPA. I love their Newtowner. Um, but I saw this one in the shop. I hadn't tried it before. Fucking rips. Um, I love myself some crappy. I love all kind of beer. Fuck it. If it's... Uh, dude, honestly, if you gave me unleaded and it was cold enough, I'd probably drink that too, bro. So um, anyway... The, uh, the Sesh Hall of Fame, so this is a little segment that we dedicate to fucking legends that I'd like to get on the beers with. And uh, we have two inductees this week, um, and that's 1997, John's brothers, Joey and Maddie. Look, great individually, even better as a duo, one immortal on the field, but both immortals on the bender. I reckon getting on it with these two would be fucking... Better than Lego. They were dominating in the good old days of rugby league where you could go out the night before a game, rock up, play, and then get straight back on it because the 90s were a fucking wild time. And these two legends, uh, you know, everyone here in Newcastle has a story about these two guys, so I thought it was only right that in the second episode I uh, I pay my respects to them and, and I induct them into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I, was, I was at the pub a few weeks ago before lockdown and... There was this one bloke there who comes in quite often and he was pissed and he was he was telling me this story and he's like, yeah, mate, like, you, like, you don't even know, like, fuck, when, when those boys, like, were, were killing it back in the day, like, the whole town was buzzing. Like, I remember in 97, after they, they won the grand final, me and Jimmy Johns ended up drinking and bendering all night. <laughs> 
And he's like, I went and fucking stayed at his parents' house after we had the bender. Like, he was telling me all this shit. And I just honestly, like, I didn't have the heart to tell him that it's Joey Johns and that that guy was probably so drunk he was bendering with the wrong bloke. There's some other random cunt called Jimmy Johns. But um, anyway, guys, that is the that is the podcast for the week. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you agree that this podcast is the shittest podcast in the world, the home of the hostile gospel, then feel free to fucking subscribe, dude. Uh, if you've made it this far, turns out you're a dumb dog. And I hate to break it to you, but you probably hang out with other dumb dog mates. So why don't you pass this on to one of your dumb dog mates and they can pass it on to their dumb dog mates and shit will continue. We can keep rolling on, baby. Um, if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, the handle is underscore Bradley Bishop, one word. Um, be kind to yourself. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord and chill to the next episode. Smoke weed every day.